The morale. We're holding in the last Mishnah of the first barrack of Ovis. And he's explaining to us when the Mishnah talks about that the world runs on MS and on Din and on Shadam, that those three things refer to the three things that a person, so to speak, can be a value of, can have acquired. The one is uh, acquisition of what he knows, acquisition of his das. And we saw that the means to acquire das is through MS. The second we learned about last time is a person can acquire possessions and the means which ensures ownership over objects is a person's, uh, is the den. And what is the shalom? So that was the third thing we began to talk about and that's really a person's acquisition of himself. And so there's also a level that a person, so to speak, has some kind of ownership over himself. Just like by a slave, he, a person can be owned by somebody. So when a person is not a slave, there's a certain self-ownership. And we saw that Shalom is what provides the ability for people to have their identity without infringing upon other people. Because otherwise, the fact that every person tries to maximize what they want to do or their own options at the expense of somebody else, even if it's not a question of momentness, of money, and therefore even if it's not going to cause damage to somebody which is in the category of a din, but it can definitely uh, impact on other people, and that's what needs shalom. It needs shalom because shalom is the middle which enables people to coexist, so to speak, to work together. Now obviously we're going to explain in more detail how shalom works, but that's the first point which the Maral makes. And therefore he says that our Mishnah is not exterior to the Mishnah which at the beginning of the parak. As we saw at the beginning of the parak, the Mishnah talks about the three things that the world stands on, the three pillars of the world. The Mishnah of Shemir HaTzadik, it says, Ashlesh Dvarim Ha'olam Oymed. And those three things are Al-Torah, Ba'lavod, Ba'lagimus Chasadim. And that's talking about those concepts which Hashem made originally in the creation of the world. Whereas over here we're talking about the medas which can lead to smooth running, so to speak, of the world. And that's what he talks about over here, and that's what he says, the Maharal to explain. We won't have the question anymore. The fact that Shimon HaTzadik mentioned different things, the reason is, Those are the reasons why Hashem created the world originally, like we saw when he explained the Mishnah of the three things the world stands on. Which I mentioned in this Mishnah, and that is, in the running of the world itself, there shouldn't be a disintegration of the system of how the world's meant to run. When Shimon HaTzadik spoke at the beginning of the parak about the three things, those are starting points. Those are reasons for creation at the very beginning. The world wouldn't have begun. There were reasons why Hashem created the world. Whereas in our Mishnah, the world continues to run. It will function smoothly. That's why he finishes the parak by those things which maintain the system. It will continue the world running as it's meant to. 
Now that's the first step, and he says that's an, that's an ex- acceptable parish of explanation to understand this principle. But now the Maral is going to explain to us deeper, and he says, This principle that Rabbi Gamliel has taught us that the three things on which the world rests, or the weeks where the world runs, in the Yaduk we know that there's three dimensions of existence. What he calls three Olamas. The lowest one is the physical world, which is our world. That's the lowest world, our physical world. Until the world of the, of the constellations of the stars, that's called the Olam the lower world. It's a world where everything lives and dies. Things have no permanence. That concept of being temporal only exists in the physical world. And therefore everything here has its existence by a force in Ruchnius which gives it the ability to exist. Things in the physical world, as we know, are based on spiritual forces or sources of life. And therefore everything here is really just a recipient of something which is giving it whatever spiritual kohach it has. And he's going to explain to us why that's significant in a minute. In the meantime, he's first describing the three levels. So that's the lower level. The middle level. It doesn't get new life. It doesn't change after its original creation. That's not a world where things go missing. That it needs to be, so to speak, given a new existence. It's a world where everything is in its perfect state of how it's meant to be. That applies both to the concept of the planets and the constellations. We don't see new planets forming and dying. They remain the way they are. And same thing the Malachim. It's also part of the middle world. And they also the Malachim are set up. And, and it's true there are various Chazals which talk about Malachim existing and ceasing to exist. Obviously, that's a different discussion to explain what that means in the context of what the Maral says here. But the principle he's saying is that things in that world um, have a certain shlemus, they're the way they're meant to be, and that's why they remain the way they are. And that's why the middle world is called the world of shalom. Because each thing is, it has its own shlemus, so it also has shalom, and you have to explain what, even though the words sound similar, shalom means complete, and shalom means peaceful, and you have to understand Besides for the etymology, what the comparison, what the connection between completeness and peace is, which is going to do. And then just to get ahead of him, just to explain the end of the system, and then the world, which is the highest world, the world of Hashem, the world of pure spirituality, that he calls is the world of the world of Emes. Now, why is it that? Uh, the middle world is called the world of Shalom. So he brings the Chazal. Amr Chazal, the Perak Ein Makim, Ein Makim, it's the Gemara Rosh Hashanah, on the Pasuk that says, Hamshel Vafachat Imoy, rulership and fear are with him. Hashem makes peace in the heavens. On that, Rabbi Yechonon says, What does the Pasuk mean? Ma'olam Larasa Chamap Gimasa Shalavana, Velev Gimasa Shalkashas. The sun never sees the open side, so to speak, the missing side of the moon or of the rainbow, which means when you see the moon, 
will always be the crescent of the moon, the ra- the rounded part above the moon will always be facing the sun. Same thing with the rainbow. The the bow of the rainbow always faces the sun. The sun never sees the open side, uh, which is called the chaser, the missing part of the moon or of the rainbow. Now, physically, and scientifically, it's very simple. The reason is because the moon is reflecting the rays of the sun. And that's why the side which you can see of the moon is the reflection of the sun. So that will always be the side which is the full side. But the Gemara explains something more spiritual on the same idea. And it says the reason why the sun never sees the other side of the moon or the rainbow. If it would see the side of the moon which was which was empty, so to speak, which was still dark, so then so to speak, would affect its its the way the the, the sun thinks. Which needs explanation. and same thing, the empty side of the rainbow. When a person shoots arrows, so then. He holds the bow facing away from him in the direction he wants to shoot. And if the, the curve of the rainbow would be facing down, it would look like that the sun is holding a bow which is shoot, which, which, from which you can shoot arrows. And that's why the rainbow faces up. And that way no one's going to think that there's some spiritual kayak that the sun has, so to speak, to send forces or whatever it's going to be, um, arrows down to this world. A very strange Gemara. And the Maral agrees. The Maral is a bit valid, so it's pirish. And for sure, we need to explain what the Gemara means. Ain't can't mock it. Doesn't want to explain it now. So we will follow the first steps of the Maral and leave that Gemara for a different time. But just to bring the point he wanted from it, and that is, we see about the world of the planets, the moon, the sun, whatever it's going to be. That the possible past that also shall There was a certain shalom which was created between the constellations, between the planets. And the, the meaning of that is, there's no disagreement, there's no friction. And similar midrash, uh, the Pasuk says in the same midrash, that Hashem is rulership. So it says, what is it referring to? The rulership refers to the, the angel Michal. The one which inspires fear is Gavriel. It's considered the angel of Hashem's Gvura, of Hashem's strength. And between the two of them, Hashem makes peace. And you see from that, the Midrash says, Even the angels on high need peace between them. Each of the Mazalis, which is the stars of the Zodiac, in turn, as a as the revolution of the day, we see each of the in turn, each one thinks he's the first, and really they all work in the perfect sequence. They mash them, they complete each other. None of them harm each other. So you see, even again in the world of the Malachim, or in the world of the planets and the stars, there's a certain coexistence which is called Shalom. So he's brought the proof that in the, the world of the world of the Malachim, the world of the planets, there needs to be Shalom inside every time we dive. We say, Oyster Shalom Imraimov. We dive in Hashem who makes Shalom in the, in the upper world, who makes Shalom between us as well. So that's the proof. Now, what's the explanation? So the Maral says it's because each thing is perfect. Once they've been created, so they don't have, they don't have a change in the way they're created. 
and therefore, the Kevin Shain by Shini, since there's no change between them, Zeo Ashalam. That's what causes peace. Shinim Sukihem Nishayim Mahaviyasam, the Bliishtanis. They remain the way they are without changing. Kamishtana ain't Shalom. Something which can change doesn't have Shalom, or a Fikach, or Hema Shalom. And therefore, being as they don't change, so therefore they have a Shalom. This is Yeram Mulan will explain what that means. If there wasn't a connection of Shalom between them, then it have a paradoxical effect. First you said, the fact that each one is perfect in its own right means that there's Shalom between them. And I say, if there wouldn't be Shalom between them, they wouldn't be perfect. Essentially, each one is a part. Anything which is a part is missing, it's not something which is all-encompassing. It's only a piece of a bigger whole. If not for the fact that there would be a shalom which connects things to each other, it makes them into one thing which is all united as a, a, a something which has a, so to speak, a, a shlemus of connection, what would happen would be nothing would be perfect. Each piece would be by itself. And something which is only a part is not complete. And therefore we said, They're meant to be complete. And therefore, how does it happen? Because of the peace which, which connects them, we don't look at each one as a part, we look at each one as it was a whole thing on its own. Because it's part of a whole. And that's why Shalom completes everything. And that's why it's called Shalom Mishlashin Hashlama. Shalom and completion come together. When there isn't peace, each piece part is only something individual which is missing the completion. And when there's a sense of Shalom, then everything gets completed. It's no longer a piece, it's part of a whole. And that's why something becomes Shalim. So, the Rarels spent a long explanation telling us the rule, which we already read and translated. But let's just re explain it in our own words, maybe to make it a bit simpler to understand. And that is when we talk about something being complete. So, complete means that it's not just complete and a certain part of the picture, it's the picture together which is complete. Now, if you're talking about an entity which is complete in its own right, that's only Hashem. Everything else uh, Hashem created, that each part has a role to play, and it can play its part, but I can't do everything. And therefore, even in the world of the Malachim, there are lots of Malachim. Each Malach has a job. And because each Malach has a job, so no Malach can do the whole job of all the Malachim together. The Malach can maybe do his particular piece in that. But if all I can do is play one piece, then I'm definitely not a Dava Shalim. For example, if I was a musician, no musician can play a whole orchestra. Definitely not at the same time. In order to have the richness of sound of a whole philharmonic, you need lots of musicians. So to say that just the solo player or the trumpetist, or the violinist, or whatever it's going to be, he's complete, he's not. He's one instrument, and one instrument can't do the whole job. So each part by itself is, by definition, not complete. It's the completion only comes through a lot of people. 
a lot of elements. But in order to have a completion, each one has to work together. Because when you have all the musicians playing in harmony, then we have a complete orchestra. Then it gives you the completion and the richness of the sounds. And the same idea, when it talks about the, the world of Malachim or Galgalim, it's not a world which one element can do, it's a, it's a world which needs lots. And once, you, once it needs a lot, so then each part by itself can't do the full job. It's only when you have them all together, now we can talk about the fact that through all of them together it has a completion. So just like the solar system won't run if you have only one planet, you need all of them. Same thing, the malachim don't work as malachim when you don't have them all, you need all of them. And when they all work together, then we matter, they become a complete picture. So what's needed to put pieces together to become complete is the fact that they work together. Because when they work together, then they can produce something complete. If each one's going to work separately, then none of them are complete. And therefore the lack of shalom, which means a lack of unity or connection, makes for a lack of shlemus. Because it means each piece is, is something separate, something individual. When there is a shalom, which means there's a connection, and there's a, a, com, a common a commonality of purpose, then there's shlemus. And therefore, Oseh Shalom Bimraimov is because since each part is part of the picture, which has to be Shalom, which has to be complete, so then that makes for the connection between them, which allows that completion to happen. That's the Yisrael we just learned to the morale. The morale carries on. And he says that's why Shalom is really the end of every, every bracha, like the Gemara tells us. It's called Shalom, it's a completion. Without that, everything is missing. It's only a part and it's missing its completion. When we have Shalom, then it's completed. The end of all the brachas, like in Shmoneser, we finish with Shalom, in Birgus Kainim, we finish the Shalom, with Tefillah, the Shalom means each individual point comes together to create a whole, and that creates the Shalom, that creates a completion. But for that to happen, each part has to play its part, each has to keep to its role, and provide its impetus, its, 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 what it can add, See the greater picture, which makes everything complete. That's how the world of the Malachim, it has this mind of Shalem, it has this mind of Shlemus, it's a system which works to perfection. Nothing changes, which means everything keeps to its role and does its job, and together they, they work in perfect unison. Another reason why the world of the Malachim is called the world of Shalom. Each one sticks to its task, doesn't interfere, doesn't encroach on the task of something else. Now we find that the world of the Malachim each one has its job, when the Chazal he brought before, each of the constellations has their role in the time when they arise and that they set. 
and they stick to their jobs, that makes the system perfect. That's what's unique about that world, that that's a place of Shalom. And obviously he means as opposed to people. In the world of people, then people don't necessarily work together the same way. People don't necessarily keep to their particular roles. And that's how this world wouldn't be considered similarly to be a Makam of Shalom. And then, if just to finish the concept, he says that's why we have that musag of the importance of shalom. Now, where we do have a similarity to that in our world, yes, in the Beis Hamikdash. In the Beis Hamikdash, we know the Gemara quote before that was a specific element of of there being shalom. We know that when the Kohen used to uh, switch over the mission of every Shabbos. So the bracha that they gave to the incoming watch when the previous watch left was the one who rested his name in this place there, in this house, in this place, should mashkin benechem shalom, should make the same new sense of shalom. Why? Because the Besamekdash was, was the area not similar to Shemayim. It was a place where everybody worked together to perform the Avodah and again, it was a system where no one person could do the entire avoda. So it needed the cooperation of all the time. It needed everyone to work as part of a system. And the fact that they did work together as part of a system made for that sense of shalom. And the way to ensure that that system would work as shalom, as completion, and the way to ensure that it would work with peace was the same idea. And that is that every, every Kayan had his particular job. Every Kayan had the function he was meant to carry out, not just the Kayan the Levim as well. They were also part of the team, so to speak, that were working in the Beis Hamikdash, and therefore they had to have shalom between them as well. And uh, this was, as we know, something which was of tremendous importance in the Beis Hamikdash. The halacha is, the Gemara says, that there were different roles the Levim had to play. There were those Levim whose role was to sing. There were those Levim whose role was to open and close the gates of the Beis Hamikdash. And the Gemara says the story that one of the Levim of Yeshem and Gadgada was an old man. He was in the department of the Levim whose job was to open and close the gates. And he was struggling to open the gates, close the gates of the Azara. So another one of the Levim came to help him. And he told him, Go back, don't, don't be involved in helping me. Why? Because you're in the, the team of the Levim his job was to sing. Not one of the beings, his job was to close the gates. And the is that a levy whose job was to be one of the singers. And he involved himself in the role of the other levim, which would be, be closing the gates, he's chayav misa. So we see the importance that was attached to the fact that people kept to their own jobs. And the reason for that is because that's what we create shonim. But everybody has a specific role which they have to play and they stick to their role, then nobody feels that, so to speak, they're being overtaken by somebody else. Whereas when people are all trying to do more than their role, then there's going to be a certain friction of who's doing what. And even if the, even if the, 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 the intention is to be involved in Avoida, the fact that, that that's going to be at, at the expense of somebody else's Avoida, 
makes for a sense of, so to speak, infighting between uh, between the individuals involved, and that's the end. That, that destroys the shalom. For the shalom to be shalom, there has to be a common goal, but also an understanding of each person's position in achieving that common goal. And that we find when you daven, who has the shalom alayna. That that same sense of shalom is going to apply to people if they have those same those same qualities. The malachim, we find that's the way they work. The Pasuk says about that, that each one is the Kabul Rishos, the Noisin Rishos, each one gets permission from Adam Alachim and gives Rishos to Adam Alachim, and Actus leads them all together. They all work together and they all plan that they're going to, so to speak, combine their forces to to do the way they have to do, the sing the share they have to sing in a way where it's going to be Bishlamis. Uh, so when we're talking about Ta'olim Kayim, the way the morale explains, is that we're talking about not just this physical world, we're talking about uh, all the worlds. And that's why we talk about the three levels, Ala Emes, Valadin, Valashalem. The way the Maral sets it out is that Emes refers to the world of Hashem, which is the absolute Emes. Shalom refers to the world of the Malachim, and the Din is applied to this world. Next time we'll see the significance of why the Kayach, which is used, so to speak, to harness. Uh, what can be achieved in this world is after the Kayach of Din and how that connects to the Khaylik which is meant for the other two worlds which is the Kayach of Shalom and the Kayach of Emes.